what's up what's up what's up welcome back to huddle up with amara and this is my very first episode so let's just jump right into it this has been a crazy week of football from the college bowls to the nfl as i would love to just dive right into everything that happened this week but unfortunately there was a tragedy that happened on monday night football monday night football was supposed to tell a lot about the playoffs and how everything was going to pan out, at least for the number one seed. But unfortunately, Damar Hamlin, a safety that plays for the Buffalo Bills, suffered a collision on the field. What looked like to be a routine hit on T. Higgins turned out to be more of a life or death situation. After the hit on T. Higgins, Damar stood up, then immediately fell to the ground where he appeared to be unconscious. As everybody know, the nature of football is a gladiator sport. The athletes wake up every day knowing that they put their bodies on the line, knowing they could get injured at any point in time. But to see a man, a young man at that, have to be resuscitated on the field is just unheard of. Damar Hamlin is only 24 years old. 24 years old, really his life is just starting. Right now he's a young man who needs everybody's prayers and support. And with that, I would like to point the question to the NFL. What are your next steps? This is a young man's career that just got blown up. This man's net worth right now is around $660,000. Now that's nowhere near a top player in the position gets paid. But for a 24 year old man who's only been out of college for two years, that's a lot of money, especially for a man who's probably helping his family out. We don't know if he's going to be able to play again or really do anything again. We just don't know. So, how you, the NFL, are going to support Damar and his family? Is he going to be able to get his pension early? Is he going to be able to get his retirement plan early? I would think that this should be an example of how the NFL moves forward with serious injuries. If a man could put his body on the line for you, NFL, Roger Goodell, and when something life or death happens, you should be able to compensate for that. You should be able to have a plan for that to help these players out. Because a life or death situation, somebody having to have the medical staff immediately perform CPR is rare. So something needs to be put in place for something like this for these players and the players' families. Damar is in my prayers and his family is in my prayers and they will be continuing to be in my prayers because this is something nobody thought was gonna happen on Monday night. And he needs to know that he has all the support from the NFL and the NFL fans. Another thing that I would like to hit on is the mental health of his teammates, the Buffalo Bills organization, the Cincinnati Bengals, T. Higgins, the player who he hit, who he tackled with the collision, and all the other football players and athletes out there who knows what it feels like to get injured during a play, during practice, even though this is just something to the extreme, unfortunately. 
how are you going to be able to play and move on with what you just saw? That was on national TV on Monday Night Football, one of the biggest nights in football. I know a lot of players get hurt, and you see that, and you talk about that, but you don't see a man get hit to the point where he loses breath, where he is unconscious, where the medical staff immediately has to start doing CPR twice on the field in front of everybody. Us, as fans, we need to keep the players in mind while we are praying for Damar and his family. We are especially praying for T. Higgins because I'm sure he's beating himself up about the hit, about the collision of what he could have did differently. But he needs to know that this is not his fault. And it was just an unfortunate tragedy that happened that night. And we, as a community of football fans and as the NFL, as a league, need to know how to move forward in a way so that we can still enjoy the game, but also know that the players come first. They are men, they are individuals first before players. So we, we need to be able to put them in mind before anything else. Damar, I know you probably won't listen to this, but if you ever get a chance to listen to my podcast, you are with us, you're in our prayers. I pray that you have a speed recovery. I pray that you have the best medical staff that can help you, that you have all the support that you need, that the NFL will back you up with everything that you need, and that regardless of football, that you live a healthy lifestyle after this. And I pray that you will come out on the other side after this. But as you all know, the NFL is still a business, so there is going to be more football still being played. The playoffs aren't going anywhere. This weekend isn't going anywhere, as of I know. So we do have to dive into what happened with some games last week and what could potentially happen for this week. And ladies, there's a little tidbit in there to help you understand what's going on in the next few weeks in the NFL. We're going to start off with college. There was a great week full of college bowls. I want to first point out the Sugar Bowl against Alabama and my alumni, Kansas State. Also, this past weekend was a semifinals for the college football championship. To me, watching these four teams go at it like they did is why I love football so much. These games came to the very end. These games were very entertaining. These were the games that made you want to sit at the editor's seat because each game being played could have really went to either team. TCU edged out Michigan State 51 to 45 with Max Duggan putting on a show. And on the other hand, there was Georgia and Ohio State where Georgia barely, I mean, barely beating Ohio State. Georgia only beat Ohio State by one point. It was 42 to 41. And the only reason they lost is because Ohio State's kicker missed the last field goal of the game. So this TCU-Georgia game, in my opinion, is going to be a very good game. But for me to be to be an alumni of Kansas State who's in the Big 12, I would like to see TCU beat Georgia. Moving on to the NFL, we're going to start off with the OGs, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. 
Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were able to clinch the NFC South and Aaron Rodgers beat the 12-3, now 12-4 Minnesota Vikings. It was big for Green Bay with that game because now they still have a chance to be in the playoffs. Mind you, the Minnesota Vikings were trying to win that number one seed spot in the NFC. Now losing to Green Bay last week, that made that a little tougher for them. The playoff picture is looking real interesting right now. With there only being one week left in the NFL, we still don't know who's going to be the number one seed for either AFC or the NFC. With the AFC, there's still two playoff spots left that need to be claimed. One of the spots left comes down to that Tennessee Titans and Jacksonville Jaguars game. And for the seventh seed, the last spot in the playoffs is between the New England Patriots, the Miami Dolphins, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. All three of those teams have to win and have other teams lose in order for them to be able to be in the playoffs. With the unfortunate thing that happened on Monday night, the number one seed is still up in the air because the Kansas City Chiefs, the Buffalo Bills, and the Cincinnati Bengals all have fighting chances to become the number one seed. With the NFC, it's a little bit different because six teams already claimed a playoff spot. So they only have one more seed, which is the seventh seed, in order to lock up the playoffs in the NFC. Those teams fighting for that seventh seed are the Seattle Seahawks, the Green Bay Packers, and the Detroit Lions. And just like the AFC, three of those teams have to win and other teams have to lose in order for them to be able to have that last spot. For the number one seed in the NFC, pretty much if the Philadelphia Eagles win, then they'll get the number one seed. But if they lose, then the San Francisco 49ers and the Dallas Cowboys both have fighting chances to become the number one seed. Now, ladies, if you tuned in and you're getting a little confused, I'm going to break down what the playoffs mean for you. So how the playoffs work in the NFL, well, basically, there are two conferences. Within the two conferences, there are four divisions, each representing North, South, East, and West. Okay, so follow along. For the playoffs, each team on the top of each division automatically are in the playoffs, meaning they have like the best record in their respective division. Okay, now... Already there are four teams in each conference who are in the playoffs. There will be seven teams in each conference playing to win the Super Bowl. The other three teams are wildcard teams. Wildcard basically just means that they qualify for the playoffs without winning their division. So basically that's what the playoff picture looks like. And for the playoffs, the first round, the number one seed gets a bye. Then the number two seed plays the number seven seed. Then the number three seed plays the number six seed. Then the number four seed plays the number five seed. So ladies, I hope that that helped you understand what the playoffs is like in the NFL. As you can see, there's still a lot of football that needs to happen before we can talk about playoff picture for real and predictions and all that. So as stated... In my trailer, I said that I'm a Baltimore Ravens fan 
who was born in Kansas City and is now living in Kansas City. The reason why I find that interesting is because everybody on my dad's side who lives in Kansas City or Kansas City Chiefs fans. But there was a time in my life where I lived in Baltimore and those were like my teenage years or whatever. So when football became big, especially around 2012 for me, is when the Baltimore Ravens won the Super Bowl. So with that, I became a Baltimore Ravens fan because I was in Baltimore when I started finding that interest in football and started to understand what football meant and everything. So just because I moved back to Kansas does not make Kansas City Chiefs my number one team. Now they are my second team, but not my first. I will forever be a Baltimore Ravens fan, no matter when they suck, when they good, or whatever. That's going to be my team regardless. I just want to say thank you for tuning in. Thank you for supporting me. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I just would like you to share, show this to your family, show this to anybody who you think would be football fans, show it to females who are wanting to become football fans but don't understand what football means or needs a little guidance because this is what I'm here for. Like I said in the trailer, I will be posting every week more so on Tuesdays, but if not Tuesdays, it will be Wednesdays for short. But I will be having a podcast posted every week. And if there's something like a bigger topic that is just too much for one episode, I'll just have another episode that week about it. So like again, tomorrow, January 5th, I will be having another podcast talking strictly about the MVP, MVP candidates. So make sure, again, you tune in for that. I appreciate y'all, and this will be your new favorite podcast. I promise you that.